You're listening to the Fertility Academy podcast, episode 18. Today, we're taking a deeper dive into a topic that commonly comes up in my clinical practice, stress. So stay tuned. Welcome to Fertility Academy, a podcast where we provide you with information and tools to help you optimize your fertility to grow your family no matter where you are in your fertility journey. We offer interesting, creative, and evidence-based information and give you practical tools to help you get closer to your goal of building a family. I'm your host, Michelle Kapler. I'm a fertility-focused acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner, board-certified fertility specialist and fertility coach with over 10 years of experience helping my patients build their families. I'm so glad you're here with us. Let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Today, we're going to dive deep into a topic that comes up a lot in the fertility world, stress. There's a lot to unpack with this topic, far more than I can possibly hope to cover in one episode, but I want to try to at least touch briefly on a few aspects that might be interesting for you to consider today while you're going through your current stage of family building. What I'd like to begin with is actually defining the word stress. I consulted my friend Google and was very pleased to find this definition. Stress can be defined as any type of change that causes physical, emotional, or psychological strain. Stress is your body's response to anything that requires attention or action. Everyone experiences stress to some degree. I just want to repeat that for a second. Stress is your body's response to anything that requires attention or action. I think it's interesting to consider that this definition does not necessarily have a positive or negative connotation. Stress is your body's response to anything that requires action or attention. It's a change that causes physical, emotional, or psychological strain. Or maybe we could replace the word strain with the word activation, which has a much more neutral feel to it. I think that neutrality can be useful in taking a step back and considering what stress really is. It's basically our body and mind's reaction to a stimulus. So that stimulus could be something like an upcoming IVF cycle, which activates the body and mind in a certain way. Or the stimulus could be something like a deadline at work or a personal goal that you're working towards, which could produce a response in your body and mind. Stress can be a motivational in that context. For this definition, the stress, the stimulus, the circumstance is actually neutral until we take a stand on how we feel about it. How we feel in response to that stimulus is obviously going to be highly dependent on the context and what our thoughts are about the context and set of circumstances. I'm going to get into that a little bit more later, but I think it's interesting to consider how we ultimately have the ability to choose how we feel about that stimulus. I want to talk about the physiological aspects of stress and what we interpret to be stressful stimuli. To put it simply, there are two states of the nervous system that we consider, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight response. It's the parts of your physiology that are turned up when you experience something that we perceive as stressful. For example, if you were a caveman and you were out in the woods, and you happen upon a predator, your body and mind would very quickly register that your life is in danger. From there, your heart rate, circulation, and breathing rate would increase. The blood flow would be pushed to your extremities, 
your senses would sharpen. This is all for the purpose of being able to either run away from the bear or to fight it. Your body's physiological response to a perceived threat like this is going to be the same whether it's actually a bear or a fast approaching deadline at work. Your parasympathetic nervous system, on the other hand, is your rest and digest state. It's the opposite of all the physiological functions required when you need to get away with something chasing you. Digestion, sleep, sexual function, and reproduction are nourished and strongly impacted by the parasympathetic nervous system. It makes logical sense. When you're running away from a saber-toothed tiger, it's not time to spend precious energy on digesting your lunch or maintaining a healthy menstrual cycle for the purpose of making babies. Now that we've explored the physiology, the physical aspect of the nervous system and the stress response, I want to take some time to explore how intricately these nervous system responses are connected to our thoughts and our emotions. These physiological responses are automatic. That is, we have no control over them. We do not consciously decide how much blood is pumping to our leg muscles. We do not decide how much to sweat and when. But it's interesting to note that our thoughts and emotions do play a role in how these physiological processes play out. Have you ever felt your heart rate increase in a stressful situation and then been able to take some deep breaths and consider a situation different from that perspective and actually feel yourself consciously participating in bringing your heart rate down? Think about the last time you went to the dentist to have a filling done and they were about to give you the injection to numb the area. Or maybe you went to the doctor to have blood drawn for testing. Your mind and body anticipated physical pain and your heart rate increased, but then you were able to breathe deeply, tell yourself, it'll be over soon, or I've got this, and you could feel your heart rate slow down. So instead of getting up and running out of the room, you were able to be there, to surrender to the experience, accept and allow the pain that was about to happen. I think it's interesting to consider that the choices we make about how we feel about something, how we talk to ourselves about it, the thoughts we allow ourselves to have are very much connected to our physiological reactions. I've been diving deeply into thought work and managing my mind and my own life as of late, and I've had some really profound insights about how my own self-talk, my own feelings, my chosen reactions to things can massively impact my actions and outcome in response to whatever's going on circumstantially. And I think it's important to mention that managing my mind does not mean that I, that I expect to never feel negative emotions. It's more about the very empowering discovery that I have the ability to choose how I think and how I feel about anything. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more deeply in another episode. So how does this relate to fertility? You've heard me talk about it on the podcast before. I've seen very accomplished doctors and researchers lecture on the topic at medical conferences. Gold standard research has come to the conclusion that stress does not cause infertility, which I think is a really important topic to address again and again and again. If you're having a hard time at work, if your plate is full, or your family dynamic requires a lot of your mental energy at the moment, it's not causing your body to be unable to get pregnant. Conception is complicated and still a very mysterious process. There is so much that modern science does not understand about all the factors that go into making a baby. Our current medical technology still cannot explain so many things when it comes to the human body. But for now, what we know is that you cannot stress yourself into infertility. 
However, I think it's important to acknowledge that we do know that a body with an overactive sympathetic nervous system is going to have a harder time performing the physiological functions required for human reproduction, making babies. The other aspect to consider is your quality of life. The thoughts and emotions that often go hand in hand with a consistent, heightened, and overstimulated nervous system can result in feeling pretty bad a lot of the time. So here's the thing. These circumstances that provide an opportunity for the body and mind to become overstimulated are inevitable. Life is stressful. If it's not infertility, it's going to be something else. Everybody goes through hard things, everybody faces hardship, and everybody struggles. The good news is that you don't need to worry about getting rid of it or avoiding it because it's inevitable. And the best news is that you actually have influence over how your nervous system functions in response to these stimuli. So next, I want to talk to you about a few hacks to influence your nervous system in a positive way to bring it back into that rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system state. So here we go. Here are my top three hacks. Number one is training the mind, also commonly known as mindfulness and meditation. We live at an incredible time. We have these little computers called phones that we carry around with us that give us infinite access to information and tools, for better, for worse, in my opinion. And these little computers have all of these great apps that you can download that can help you get started in your meditation practice. And there are two things that I want you to know about meditation. Number one, it works. And number two, it doesn't have to be perfect. Even just 10 minutes a day can have a profound effect on your nervous system. Just giving your brain and nervous system that 10 minutes of relief can be incredibly healing. When you begin, expect it to be challenging and expect not to be good at it. You wouldn't criticize yourself for not being able to run a marathon on the first go. You need to train for something like that and your mind is no different. So download an app, meditate for 10 minutes every day and watch the magic happen. My second hack, number two, is rest. Yep, it's as simple as that. Prioritizing rest is something we're not good at culturally. Taking time to get seven to nine hours of good quality sleep every night can have a profound effect on your nervous system and your resilience. I talk about sleep in detail in episode seven and discuss some ways to improve your sleep if you're having a hard time in that department. I'm going to link that episode directly in the show notes for you. And my third hack, number three, and this is going to be an obvious one coming from someone with my professional background, is acupuncture. Acupuncture is a very efficient and effortless way to directly and acutely have a positive impact on the nervous system. People immediately feel relief and relaxation with acupuncture treatment. If you're going to see somebody for acupuncture in the context of fertility treatment, seek somebody with a fertility specialty or at least extensive experience working with fertility. You want to make sure that the treatments you're receiving will not negatively impact your work with a fertility doctor or fertility clinic. A good qualifier is if the practitioner is a fellow of the American Board of Oriental Reproductive Medicine. We have fellows all over the world, and I'm going to link our directory in the show notes. So those are my three hacks to care for your nervous system. I hope you'll try one, but I really hope you'll try all three. How did this episode sit with you? It's a little bit different than what I usually talk about. Is this something that you want to explore more deeply? If so, let's keep talking. Go to my website and fill out the contact form to connect with me about working together in person or virtually. I'll link that in the show notes. 
That's going to be it for me today. I'll be back next Wednesday with another episode. Until then, take care. Thank you for joining us on Fertility Academy. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you loved our content today, please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it with someone who you think might find it helpful. Don't forget to subscribe to be the first to be notified of new episodes. A new one comes out every Wednesday. To keep in touch with us and to continue the conversation, you can find us over on Instagram at Fertility Academy or join us on our private Facebook group, the Fertility Academy Community, 